Oh, welcome. Welcome, uh, faithful few. This is the Bear Ash Podcast with Manny and Chase. Bing bong. <laughs> that would be Manny, the uh, trumpet expert extraordinaire. I'll tell you what, not only am I a trumpet extraordinaire who does not practice and has not practiced sincerely since I college. I couldn't tell, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I... I'm excited for this cigar that we're, well, that I'm smoking today. I Ooh. think yours is different. Ooh. What are you and saying? We're changing things up a bit? I feel that I've earned it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could say that. It's been a long day, dude. I need this cigar. Yeah? You need it? <laughs> I need it. Because that might lead into some of our other topics for later. I'm fiending. <laughs> well, uh, on that topic, Manny, what cigar are you smoking tonight? Uh, okay. So... You, as always, try and be my best friend unsuccessfully by giving me stuff. Yeah, well, I do what I can. You know, my father does the same thing, but it works for him, not you. Oh. I love him. I'll remember that next time I gift you a cigar. So, yes, you gifted me a Liga Privada Mm -hmm. Ratzilla. All one word, Ratzilla. It's like Godzilla, but with a rat, in case you're wondering. So it's smaller, less threatening. Yeah. So, Godzilla, that is. So this is one of the Unico series from Liga Pravada. Liga Pravada, as of course, is owned by our favorite manufacturer or whatever company of cigars, Drew State. Drew State. Um, the Ratzilla, you want me to talk about it in great detail at the moment, or you want to announce what you're No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Platform's all oh. yours. Oh, really? You just yeah. want me to take and roll with it? I thought you wanted some more attention. Oh, or is you... that a cigar pun you just made? Oh, you. All right. Here's my stats that I got for the Ratzilla cigar. Um, this is not from the Drew State website. I had that pulled up earlier, but I'll go with it. And sometimes okay. these websites are wrong. <laughs> um, no, no thanks. I don't want to accept that offer. Okay. So it is uh, the size is six and a quarter inches long by 46 ring gauge. And... It is. It has a Connecticut sun-grown Habano wrapper, a Brazilian Matafina binder, and Nicaragua and Honduran fillers. Mm. It's made in La Gran Fabrica in Esteli, Nicaragua, by Drew Estate. Blended, apparently, according to this website, by Jonathan Drew. Ooh, really? According to this website. I thought he was just a pretty face behind Drew Estate. Um, he might be that also, but I've never seen him. Oh, you've never seen Jonathan Drew? No. I feel like at some point while we're smoking this cigar in this podcast, you should look at a picture of him. And I feel like that you'll probably laugh, not expecting what you're about to see. <laughs> should I do that right now? Yeah, why not? Why not? I could go into my cigar if you'd like while you get Hold ready on, to laugh. This won't take long. Jonathan Drew... Nude. Image search. <laughs> don't know that that's what you were supposed to be searching. I got Jonathan Scott from uh, that dumb home makeover show. Him and his little brother selling homes and scamming people. Oh, Property Brothers. He there you go. Him. Nope. Jonathan Drew. Drew Estate. Oh, yep. I was not expecting that. Nope. <laughs> that looks like a guy I had happy hour with today. Yeah. Um, who talked my ear off. <laughs> Do you That's have a picture really of him funny. with he the? He looks uh, like he looks like he waits in line at Taco Bell and vapes. Um, both you of those things could be true. 
and I think he'd be a stand-up gentleman. Is it a picture with his, uh, with his grills? He's got grills? Oh, yeah, he does. He's got gold teeth. Look at that big pinky ring. What is this? Do you see why I just thought he was the pretty face of Drew Estate? There's a face of him holding a box of cigars, and he's literally wearing two hats, one hat on top of the other hat. Yeah, well, they do say to run a company like that, you have to be uh, someone who wears many hats. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, that makes one of us. Uh, so, yeah, so I am smoking the uh, Liga Privada uh, Unica Series Velvet Rat, um, which is also a six and a quarter inches and 46 ring gauge. Um, Honestly, the actual makeup of cigar of the cigar is not that much different, except for that this is a Connecticut broadleaf. Um, I have read in a couple of um, description of the cigar that it is specifically the stem area of the leaf that's used. Um, but anyways, it's Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Brazilian Madafina binder. Uh, the filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan, and the factory is also La Grande Fabrica Drew Estate in uh, Nicaragua. Um, they are the same size. They are different. Um, to my understanding, I have had the Ratzilla, but to my understanding from what I've read, I've not had the Velvet Rat. And apparently it's a much smoother cigar. Hence the Velvet. Um, I've not had either. Whoops, I just Oh, you know what, Manny? Whiskey. I specifically tested out my lighter before starting to record this, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have the same novice mishap I had last episode. When you couldn't figure it out? Yeah, and it, and it was giving me trouble for a minute, but I got it. Mm. <laughs> so, I believe I've earned a cigar, because I'm not functioning off of a lot of sleep. Mm. I was up till... 2, 2.30, cleaning up a butcher station from butchering a deer. Mm. I hope no one from New York DEC is listening because I still haven't called in my tag. I have until tomorrow to do so. So, so then you're you still know, good. Still good. Yeah. And we're not doing this live, and it'll take a whole two, three weeks to actually edit it. So I guess that's all right, too. Yeah, they don't even know that it's Friday the 15th <laughs> of November. All right, so I'm looking up some information about the Ratzilla from the Drew Estate website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one I'm smoking. So yours and mine are the same size. They are, correct. Mm. Mm, One's and... not bigger than the other, huh? No, exactly the same size. Yeah. Yep, I don't want to give you, you know, I don't, I don't want to inflate your ego at all by giving you a larger cigar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so they don't say much about them on the initial part, other than there's a high demand. They give a price. This is back when they were going to release them. They let out all this information about the Radzilla cigar. So this is back uh, in 2015. Oh, Looks excuse like excuse me. <laughs> was the initial release of the cigar. And let's see what I have here. I've got. Oh, 2011. Sorry, that's when it first came out. Um, And people were saying the Dirty Rat was well known for its strength and that this was kind of supposed to be similar to um, perhaps not quite as strong as the Dirty Rat, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the wrapper used 
Uh, the dirty rat is grown in the Connecticut River Valley. Uh, the ratzilla. Oh, well, why did they say that? The ratzilla uses the same wrapper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was actually Let's having see. a hard time figuring out what the differences were because we look at different reviews for the dirty rat. And I've had the dirty rat and the ratzilla, and they do taste different. Um, could be because of the size, the amount of binder versus filler versus wrapper. But uh, they all seem to have the same makeup of tobacco that's used. But yet this Velvet Rat is, I, I would put what you're smoking at like a medium to full body. I would put the Velvet Rat definitely at like the lower end of a medium bodied cigar. Well, so and far. honestly, it was hard to find any information at all about this. I mean, you can find information and in dummies who smoke it and write about it or talk about it like we do. Yeah. But as far as like, you know, how it was blended, what went into it, there's nothing I could find. In fact, um, when I was pooping, I took, some, <laughs> I took some time and scrolled through the Drew Estate um, Instagram page. Yes. Because what will happen is morons will post really funny things under pictures of cigars that they like. Um, there's a ton of pictures of all other kinds of cigars, but for some reason I had such a tough time finding not only just pictures, but any information advertised on social media about the Ratzilla cigar from Drew Estate. Um, as I was scrolling through, I probably went through like two, 300 pictures just looking <laughs> for one. And there are just about as many pictures as the Siri A, which is, the, I know that that's a, an event-only cigar. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine that this Ratzilla cigar is really hard to come by. Yeah, I know when I found that, um, I know I've mentioned Old Virginia Tobacco Company and the, kind of their back room of cigars that they don't get very often. That's where I found that one. That's also where I found this Velvet Rat at two different times. And I haven't seen, the Ratzilla I've definitely seen a few times where the Velvet Rat, I've only seen it once in three years of going to that spot pretty frequently. Um, so yeah, so I wonder if maybe it's just limited. That I, The interesting thing is I have not found this Velvet Rat anywhere besides that one time in that smoke shop. But yet, in preparation of this, not really in preparation, I more so got really excited before I even knew what it was going to taste like, and I was like, I wonder how much a box of these are. And they are available on like almost every online distributor. That's the Velvet Rats available? Yeah, so I thought that was interesting that you can't really find them at smoke shops. <clears throat> and they're known as like a unicorn, but yet you can buy boxes of them online pretty easily. Hmm. Once again, it might be part once. of the hype that we've talked about in the past. I shot a unicorn once. Oh, did you? Yeah, deer with one antler. Oh. Isn't that technically still deer? Nope. Mm. So, I have yeah. some information, some more information about the Ratzilla cigar. Yes. Shoot. <clears throat> Shoot oh, anyway, there, I was cowboy. saying, I've been looking forward to this cigar all day. This is a special one. So, what is it? MSRP is like, what, 15 bucks-ish mm -hmm. per stick? So, it's, an, it's a good one. That's a lot of money for us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, it was, it was a lot of money for me, you mean, right? Right, yeah. and a lot of time <laughs> of my energy and time and energy of mine was spent just listening to you, so mm -hmm. that cost me a lot, yeah, you know, to stay friends that you give me this kind of stuff, yeah. But today was such a long day, bunch of kids in and out of the hospital. I'm tired, I was up late butchering, I'm just I'm just all full of complaints, but yeah. then 
I know that this is coming. And just it gives me hope. It gives mm. me a vision for the end of the day, which we all need. Mm-hmm. That's a great reason to smoke. Agreed. Although I find any reason's a great reason to smoke. Uh, let's see. So let me ask you. Yes. So you're, what, about an inch in so far, if you know what I mean? Um, about a half inch. Figures. What are you tasting so far? All right. So for me, I feel like it's very creamy. I'm definitely tasting some... I can't tell if that's my coffee, though. <laughs> so you're pairing it with a coffee. Uh, I'm pairing it with a latte, actually. I made myself a maple syrup latte. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I might be picking up a little bit of that sweetness from that. But, I mean, it is a very smooth smoke. Um, so, yeah, it definitely tastes like it's almost like a creaminess. Um, I think even without the coffee, because I kind of could taste it on the cold draw before I had my coffee and... Um, it definitely had a little bit of like coffee flavoring to it. Just like that dark, like, I don't know. I guess you could call it earthy flavor. Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Dirt, mud, soil, maybe. (laughs) Um, but I mean, all all around, it's just a really smooth, smooth cigar so far. Um, I do feel like that the Ratzilla is a little bit more of a spicier smoke. Is that correct while you're smoking it? It's not too spicy. But um, it, I wouldn't put it as mild as far as, like, strength goes. It's got kind of a, like a dark, kind of like molasses-y flavor. Like, not sweet. It's like a dark, like, malty or molasses-y kind of flavor feel yeah. to it. You know what's funny? It's good. Is I almost, and I actually made fun of the review that I read to myself earlier when someone said burnt chocolate chip cookies. I was like, <laughs> what a dork. And I can actually taste that. Now you want burnt chocolate chip cookies. Well, I'd rather them not be burnt, but... Like, it does have almost like a... Like a slightly burnt... Like, chocolatey pastry taste. Hmm. It's sweet. That's, I guess that's the best way to explain to describe okay, it. Okay, Velvet rat, like velvet cake. Mm. Velvet underground. Mm. Let me read you something interesting. It better be. And I don't know if this is true. But, uh, Let's assume that it is. Okay, so this, this <laughs> says, While the Ratzilla was handed out to select people at the IPCPR, well, I don't like that, <laughs> show in Las Vegas in 2011, mm-hmm. and as pre-productions before that, it was still not ready for prime time due to a couple different factors. First, the demand for the Dirty Rat was already insane. And they did not want to exacerbate that issue. Second, by the way, this person does not work for Drew Estate. So I don't know if he really knows why why there were different timelines for the release of, of the two different cigars, but he's speculating. Second, he says, there were apparently issues with the wrapper burning incorrectly on the Ratzillas. Hmm. So he's saying that uh, burn issues delayed the release of the Ratzilla. That does not make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't. I well, take it like back. I'm not going to assume that that's true. <laughs> um, it's like so they just automatically forgot how to roll a cigar because <laughs> there's a new blend. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like, how is this so much different from oh, any other one? Dang it! Hold it for at least a year. We got to figure this out. 
Smoke them all. These are no good. <laughs> yeah, I can see some roller. Like, I don't know, boss. I'm going to have to take these ones home, I think. This cigar is putting out a lot of smoke. I'm apologizing mm. ahead of time if my smoke alarm goes off out here. Uh, I'm going to have to put my headphones down and air out the barn. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about this one, actually. It does put off quite a bit of smoke. Some pairings I had suggested uh, with this cigar include... I see a cask-aged rum. Now, that mm. would be really good. Yeah. A lot of dark beers and Oktoberfests being paired with this cigar. The strangest pairing I saw was a uh, fruit punch moonshine. Mm. Fruit Looks punch like just moonshine. a bunch of shredded fruit mixed in with some clear alcohol <laughs> on ice. So it's not even like a fruit punch flavored moonshine? They just threw a bunch of crap in there and called it a fruit punch moonshine? Well, okay. Let's get into this, because that really pisses me off. When you can call something moonshine, but it's produced legally. That makes no sense. Mm. Moonshine is produced illegally. Not so anymore. when they sell things like blueberry moonshine, and it's in a jar, it's all marketing. It's just cheap liquor that they just add fruit into, but you buy it because it's labeled moonshine. I don't know, man. Um, I will say that the only real moonshine I had was not from you, since it is illegal. Right, from my friend But your Danny. friend Uncle Stu um, made quite the uh, apple crisp moonshine, and I do remember it literally putting me on my can after having just like two fingers worth, and there's no other uh, like over-the-counter, I guess you could call it, moonshine that has ever made me feel like that. So Hell yeah. So yeah, in my mind, that, that's real moonshine, and I will avoid it at all costs. I've had a lot of beer in the past 28 hours. Oh. 28 uh, hours? <laughs> yeah, wait, I've, I really... Let, did you... Um, did, while working full-time, I also had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight or nine so, beers. So 28 hours. That means you started last night? Yep. Wow. And, and then I'm I went impressed. to... Thanks, man. <laughs> then I went to work. I've had a lot of alcohol and caffeine in the past 24 hours. I can't see why you've had a rough day. <laughs> I did wake up feeling pretty grizzled. It wasn't just because <laughs> I stayed up late cutting up a deer. I was also just drinking beers the whole time. There you go. Um, I see... Oh, someone paired it with a latte. Look at that. Oh, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a gentleman, drunk at church, says, <laughs> my favorite cigar on the I hope planet. That's a pastor. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite cigar on the planet. Wow. Yep. Wow. Outside the planet, not, not so much. Yeah, but on the planet. Nice. Well, uh, I did find, uh, now this was not specific to either of our cigars that we're smoking, but uh, someone did ask a question on Reddit about um, just in general the Liga Privada Unica series. And one of the answers that I found was great. And I am going to warn you, it's a little lengthy, so I might try and break it up a little bit. Um, you might but have to go get a beer while you're saying it, but go ahead. I also have not confirm that any of this is true, but it sounds like this guy's pretty learned. Um, it says, the Liga Privada line was developed as a smoke for Steve Saka, then president of Drew Estate, as his personal cigar. Uh, it used rare and very labor-intensive tobacco in its production, and therefore was seen as not being commercially vi viable. 
After much pleading from other executives and the cigar smoking public, Saka decided to start R&D um, on a, on a blend, uh, here I'm going to break it up a little bit. Um, this blending process ultimately resulted in the number nine and later the T52. The Unica series cigars came from the over 400 blends that were tested. Oh, hold on. My bad. Sorry, my phone just shut off on me. Uh, anyways, we're tested in order to get to the 9 and 52 blends, but did not quite make the cut. The UF13, for example, was third runner-up for, for the T52 blend. Uh, the Dirty Rat, which was the first Unico, um, was based on the tobaccos from the 52 and 9 rolled into a very difficult 7-inch tobacco uh, in a Corona style, developed by then head of tobacco for DE, Nick Melillo, I believe his name is. The L40 was based on a Lancero blend of the DR. I'm not quite sure what the DR is because he didn't, oh, Dirty Rat, there we go. The Flying Pig was a tweaked blend of the tobaccos with more Brazilian. Um, apparently Drew, Jonathan Drew saw something similar in an antique cigar salesman sample book. <laughs> While not limited edition, the Unica series is produced as time slash tobacco slash demand allows and is produced in small batches throughout the year and releases after it has aged properly. The top priority is the ready available of the core number no. nine and T52 lines. The reason there are different cigars and Unicos is that tastes are different. There are no good or bad LP cigars, just what fits your taste. Some are more rare. Uh, for instance, the UF4, the Ratzilla, the Velvet Rat, etc. But all use the same varieties and quality of base tobacco and belong in the Liga family. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I thought that that was a very good answer to that dude's question. It's funny because people down the line in this Reddit feed um, are like, hey, how do you know so much about cigars? And he was like, I don't know. I just did some research in Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's already better than me. Mm -hmm. Better than I as well. What are you pairing your velvety rat with? Well, I, I think I mentioned that I had made a... Latte, um, with a little bit, just, oh, a yeah, little, you did. just a little bit of um, maple syrup, just to sweeten it up a touch. Everything that I've read on this cigar talks about how creamy it is, and it's got a little sweetness to it. So I was like, oh, a latte would keep me warm on my chili patio, and also would be delicious with the cigar. Um, but I have seen a couple different pairings. The one that I saw for the cigar was also a rum. Um, uh, there are a couple different beers. And then, oddly enough, I did see another sweet tea reference to what to pair with the cigar. I think that there's just a few people out there that just love sweet tea. They're just looking, <laughs> they're really just looking for things to pair with their sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really just sweet tea pairings. <laughs> you know, it'd be great with this sweet tea? Anything. Uh, and a big right. giant and again, bottle of water. The, the Unico series, the, all of these are individual 
like each shape and size is specific to the blend. So you can't get like this Ratzilla in any other size than six and a quarter inches by 46 ring gauge. It's, yeah. That's the only way it comes. Yeah. Which is why it was also interesting to me that the Velvet Rat and the Ratzilla were the exact same sizes. Because I feel like the Unico yeah, that's funny, series huh? has had a very different cigar. Another thing that I've noticed is that they consider these Longsdales. <clears throat> would, you, uh, would you consider this a Longsdale? Hold on. <clears throat> no, but let me make sure. Lonsdale. I can spell. <laughs> Lonsdale. Thank God cigar for spell check. Size. Let's see how it's defined on the old Google. Okay, a Lonsdale cigar is typically longer than a Corona, but thicker than a Panatella. Hmm. Often characterized by classic dimensions of 6 to 7 inches in length, with a 42 to 44 ring gauge. Ooh, this is a 46. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I guess you can call it a Lonsdale if you like. Yeah, well, honestly, though, if you're going to blend a cigar this damn good, you can call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Apparently they did, because I don't know why. I, I wouldn't have come up with the name Ratzilla for a... Yeah like an elegant cigar yeah me neither now granted <laughs> this is not like i'm not this is not confirmed um but i have heard there's a dude uh something fabian who works for drew estate he does their podcast he seems like quite the character um but he uh there's a story going around that apparently the um dirty rat was named after dirty fabian but I have not found that in anything I've read. I just remember hearing that in, I believe it was one of his podcasts, someone mentioned that. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was true. <laughs> I took it as a joke. Yeah. I took it as both <clears throat> true and a joke. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I have 10 things you should never do as a cigar smoker. All right, so you and I have gotten a kick out of some Cigar Aficionado articles. Yes. Some of them are useful. Some of them are pretty silly. And I think that's because a lot of readers of Cigar Aficionado might be dabbling in cigars here and there and might not know much too much about them. Or Yeah, I think when beginners. you say silly, maybe a better word would just be like kind of like, well, duh. Like <laughs> obvious things, you know? Like, when cutting the cigar, use a sharp blade. Yeah, when smoking a cigar, make sure it's lit. Make sure not to inhale. <laughs> I did just read that, actually. Yeah. Whoa, okay. If you inhale, um, it might overwhelm you. Oh. Um, all <laughs> right, so this is an article um, by the editors. It says the Cigar Aficionado editors wrote this article. Mm. So they're speaking for everybody over there who edits. Yes. So. In no particular order, the top 10 things you're not supposed to do with a cigar. Bum, bum, One, bum. do not cut off too much cigar. The cap of a cigar contains a vegetable-based adhesive called gamma that keeps the wrapper tobacco from unraveling. If you cut too far down the head of the cigar so that the cap is removed entirely, you run the risk of having the wrapper leaf fall right off the binder. Typically, one should cut just above the rounded shoulders of the cigar head. Okay. I think we should let him know that we already covered this, though. Yeah, we did should, talk should, about should we, this. Should we write him and let him know that we got that covered? You'd have to write all the editors, because uh, all the editors wrote this article. It's too much work. Never mind. All right, next. Do not puff too often. Over-puffing can lead to overheating, and overheating will lead to bitterness. 
Bitterness leads to death. I added that part. Leave at least least 30 (laughs) seconds in between puffs. Slow and cool is the rule. How often do you typically puff on a cigar? Before Um, reading that article, of course. Honestly, I do do about every 20, 30 seconds. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm probably like every 10. (laughs) Are you experiencing bitterness? Um, Only in my heart. That's I, th- I think they meant that. I don't think they oh. mean flavors. Oh, they're specifically talking about the heart. Yeah. Then yes. <laughs> Your heart hardens, yeah. literally. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Do not light with dirty fuel. Um, this is interesting. They said, all fire is not created equal. Ooh. Your source of flame must be clean. Otherwise, its impurities will go straight into your cigar and befoul every puff of your smoking experience. Use a lighter that runs on butane, which won't affect the taste of your tobacco. A candle will put wax particulate into your smoke <laughs> and leave a waxy taste in your mouth. A citronella torch will make it taste like citronella. <laughs> it says a gasoline rag. Well, you get the idea. Wait, what would it make it taste like? Um, donuts. Oh, I'm going that route next time. I'm going to drench a rag <laughs> in gasoline. <laughs> To light my cigar. I'm going to use charcoal lighter fluid. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> okay, do not cut your cigar in half to share. I've never done that ever, and I never would. Nope. I've done that once. What? Yeah, I have done that once. I had one Why? cigar, someone wanted some of it, and I, of course, gave them the clipped-off section, so... <laughs> You tell them, too bad, man. But they didn't know. Well, now they do All if right. they ever listen to this. They probably won't. And they nope. shouldn't. Nope. Uh, by the way, I want to apologize <laughs> for everyone who's taking time out of their day. Yeah. Um, all one of you out there besides Chase and I. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this we is should bad. apologize. This is awful. I feel like we do could not. have done better. <laughs> do not inhale your cigar. Do not stub out your cigar. It says, when you're finished with your cigar, simply allow it to go out by itself. Stubbing it into the ashtray as if it were a cigarette only splits open the binder and creates more plumes of smoke as a result. Plus, a destroyed cigar is unsightly. Mm. That's what I'm, I'm looking at a cigar right about. now. Oh, the Antonio Dark Coroa is in my ashtray still. <laughs> and I actually, when we were done smoking it, I just took time and spun it and smushed it all the way down into the ashtray. That's pretty unsightly, Manny. Yeah, but no one else is coming in here. Very true. All right, never put a half-smoked cigar in your humidor. Mm. You wouldn't put a charred campfire log in your sock drawer, so why would you put a charred <laughs> no. cigar in your humidor? You're right, I wouldn't. Glad yeah. that they made that <laughs> comparison. Because there's no reason why that would ever occur. <laughs> there's also no other comparison they could have used. Also quite a fire hazard. <laughs> oh. Just like clothes. Humidors and cigars absorb aromas. <laughs> Putting a cigar that is partially smoked back inside a humidor will not only taint the cigars you store inside, but can ruin your humidor, lending it a charred, ashy aroma that you won't be able to easily remove. Never use a cigar box as a humidor, because they don't keep humidity. Never store cigars in the refrigerator or freezer. They give the example uh, of broccoli. 
Just because it keeps your broccoli fresh doesn't mean it will do the same for your cigars. <laughs> hmm. uh, ne- uh, lastly, I like this one. Never tell someone how to smoke their cigar. As they just did in nine previous points. Right. I mean, that could be a joke or just an oversight. Uh, probably an oversight. Uh, so it says, don't be the cigar police. There are enough rules in life. Let people smoke the way they want to. Unless, of course, you're an editor from Cigar Aficionado. <laughs> First comment. Should, that's how it should read. First comment to this article by Stefan Altenderdorfer. That is his name. I think you might have butchered that last name. Altendorfer. Mm. Sorry, Stephen Stefan Altendorfer. If you're listening... He says, wish people would stop telling me how to enjoy my cigars. <laughs> Someone else, uh, Oro Grande says, yep, I smoke a Churchill in 30 minutes or so. Those uptight guys take an hour. <laughs> Screw that 30 seconds. I do three second puffs. Here, let's see. These are funny. Uh... Okay, they're not funny. Never mind. Oh. Hey, speaking of funny, I took it on myself to pull up something that I thought would be funny. Um, as I personally don't have a ton of quote unquote cigar horror stories, but I did find kind of while I was going through Reddit looking for some info on, on the differences between the different Unicas based on the description I read earlier from Mr. Information. Um, I did find uh, some stories from a cigar shop, uh, and he's an employee. I first thought he was the owner, but it says, horror stories from a cigar shop employee. Where is a cigar shop? Um, I don't know that he specifies where he is. He does specify that it is only him and the owner who work at the cigar shop. So he might just be uh, trying to keep a little on the DL. Um, and it's a huge article. So I'm, I'm only going to read just mainly the three stories that he shares in here because I thought they were all funny enough to read. Okay. He does say that one of the most frustrating things is that almost on a daily basis he has customers come in asking if they sell Cuban cigars. <laughs> <laughs> just say yes and sell them whatever. Yeah. He does also make mention of that that's what he should do. Um, (laughs) All right, so a few months ago, a man comes in and explains to him that his uncle had recently passed and he'd come into possession of part of his uncle's cigar collection. He said he had never smoked a cigar before and had no idea what he needed to do next. No problem at all. For about an hour, I explained the basics of cigars and humidification, why they needed to be kept at a certain temperature, showed him cedar humidors and travel humidors, etc., Um, To which he replied, cigars don't need humidification, he suddenly tells me. I read it online. You can just put them in a freezer. It does the same thing. I explained that freezers do the exact opposite thing. (laughs) That Antarctica and Nicaragua are very different climates. (laughs) But he's not having it. I'm realizing that a sale isn't going to happen here. So I ask him what cigars he's been passed down. I figure... My heart will be a lot less broken if he got some cheap Cuban sandwich stuff. Uh, He says he's got the cigars sitting on his dash of his truck outside, and he'll come in and show them to me. He comes back and shows me two boxes of Cohiba Siglos. My brain explodes. 
the stamp, Ugh. the box, everything about them are exactly Slap correct. Him. No way these are fakes. I stumble over my words to explain that he needs to humidify these right away. That he's got a hell of a lot of money sitting in the dash of his truck. This dude isn't listening. Insists that I'm trying to make him pay a lot of money on a humidor so I can satisfy my commission. <laughs> I do not work on commission. <laughs> I explain that selling just one of those cigars would buy him a very nice humidor. I know, I should have said they're cheap crap, and I should have given him 20 bucks for both boxes. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, but I'm not that person. I'm an idiot. Um, and he's an idiot that walked out of our shop with a couple grand worth of Cuban cigars. They're probably resting next to the Hot Pockets in his freezer as I type this. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends put cigars in freezers, mm. and then they'll bring them to me and say, hey, can you uh, keep these in your humidor? No. Oh. And they're just crisped, flake like the Ziploc bag that they put them in has all these little flakes of wrapper in it. Yeah, it just dries it out. That's the purpose. Like there's no humidity in a freezer. Nope. <laughs> huh. Not just that. But any humidity crisper. that was in the cigar would freeze and expand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so would you like me to continue with one of his other stories that I found rather humorous? Sure. All right. Um, one of the very first customers I ever helped. He was a nice guy. Came in and mentioned that he bought cigars online that turned out to have plume on them. Ew. I, I know kidding. there's a For debate. those who don't know, plume is delicious. I also agree, but this gentleman does not. As he says, I know there's a debate, but I'm firmly on the plume is mold side. Turns out he has those sticks in his travel humidor, so I asked to take a look. He clips open his caddy, and dear God, it's green. <laughs> I can't even see the foam underneath of them. He's so proud of his plume. <laughs> He's got mold literally slathered all over the inside of his humidor. Ugh. He's storing his sticks in a Petri dish. My travel humidor has plume growing inside of it, he explains. <laughs> so oh. now all of my cigars will have plume. Anyways, he goes on to try and explain to the dude that it is not plume, that in fact it's green mold. Um, it made me sick, and I begged him to toss that one out for a new caddy. Wouldn't do it. Haven't seen him since, and honestly, I wonder sometimes if he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I mean, there's no way you'd light up one and continue to smoke it. Ugh. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, my kid ate a whole thing of cotton candy earlier tonight. <laughs> oh, how was he? All fired up? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm looking at, so now, officially in New York, New York State, you have to be 21 to buy any tobacco products. Yeah. Um, I believe they tried to make all of the tribal nations located in New York follow the same law, but I don't actually know if they did. Yeah, good luck with that. I do know there was a court hearing recently about the whole vaping and flavored vape juice ban in New York. Yeah. And um, I've heard a couple opinions as to why that has gone through. So for those who don't know, if you live in the wonderful, wonderful, charitable state of New York State, they just made it so you got to be 21. But also, if you're 21 in New York State, you cannot, no one can buy any flavored cigarettes, any flavored e-juice, 
And I believe, have they outlawed menthol yet? They might um, have. I know they tried to. They outlawed a lot of different kinds of menthols. Menthol cigarettes or menthol e-juice? C- cigarettes. I don't know, man. It's weird. And the weird part is, I think we've mentioned this before, like, don't, like are you trying to make kids smoke cigarettes again? Because if you're not allowing them to buy the e-juice or the little jewel shits, sorry, the jewel things, like why? Great. Now it has to be explicit. You're just, no, it doesn't. You're just making them buy cigarettes again. So uh, there was an article I read. Oh, what is going on by you? I'm not quite sure. Well. But there was one solo car driving down my street holding their horn. <laughs> Anyways. He he seems like he's very angry about New York state laws too. Yeah, he's probably listening. Yeah, probably because <laughs> this is live streamed and everything. Yep, and he knows where you live. Hmm. Um, what was I saying? Um, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I got it. I got it. Uh, you were talking about how oh, if oh, they're oh, trying no, to no, encourage no, 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 kids. No, no, no. Shut up! Shut up! Probably... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it! <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> So I read an article. Oh, so we were we were on the hunting trip, you and I, um, up in New Hampshire, trying to shoot little animals and eat them. Yep. And someone there mentioned that. Uh, I think it's worth know, mentioning. The, the, I was trying. You were succeeding. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, someone had mentioned that some of the latest research shows because everyone's claiming, oh, vaping's killing people left and right, and everyone's giving up their their e-cigarettes so they don't die. He was saying that what seems to be the issue medically is that it it's it's causing like a chemical burn almost inside the uh, esophagus and bronchial tubes and lungs of individuals. Yeah. And that seems to be the primary cause for irritation, pneumonia, and the breathing difficulties and, that they've had with some folks. Yeah. And that was the latest they had as of about a month and a half ago. Then I read an article the other day that for some reason did not include any of the flavor components as possible contributors to any of those side effects, which I do know is stupid because there's a flavor chemical used in buttered popcorn, movie theater popcorn. You might be familiar with it. Oh, I am. And eating it is not harmful. But they found that in the in the factories where they were making these chemicals, that butterscotch kind of buttery flavor chemical, when vaporized or inhaled, causes, I forget what kind of acute lung disorder. Um, and so people that are work in like plants or factories, or if you work with that substance in flavoring of any kind or manufacturing, they have all these protocols you have to follow so you're not, your lungs and respiratory system aren't exposed to that particular flavor chemical. Yeah. So if you're putting it in e-juice, <laughs> you very well might be, and they definitely have butterscotch flavor. They have yeah. like buttercream, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So you're, a lot of them, I mean, it's not, uh, there's nothing illegal about putting that substance in e-juice at this point. Yeah. But if you know what you're looking for, you have to not buy that product. So the article did not include any of the flavor um, chemicals as a possible contributor. Yeah. They're just looking at vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol as contributing factors. Mm-hmm. 
And in those two chemicals, their theory, the latest theory I heard with why vaping is killing everyone yeah. <laughs> is uh, an allergic reaction yeah. to one or more of the chemicals found in whatever juice they're smoking. So they don't realize they're having a reaction internally until they have to be hospitalized. Yeah. Especially if you're like blowing clouds and, you know, you see the cars. Oh. Yeah, if I were to describe the car waiting in line at Taco Bell, they might be drinking a Mountain Dew. The car hey, well, might be. Uh, why are you going to hate so much on Taco Bell? A 2002 Civic with like 175,000 miles on or it. A 2015 Dodge Ram. <laughs> well, you don't vape. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you see those big clouds coming out of the window, like when they're sitting at the traffic light. Yep. Um, I imagine if you're allergic to it and you're not aware of that, um, that'd probably be pretty bad for you. Yeah. Do you have any experience with allergies to any smokable or vapable products? So I don't think I've mentioned this in our last couple episodes at all, but, uh, I actually, when, and I don't know if it was the first e-cigarette, but it's when first, when e-cigarettes first kind of came out, don't remember the brand, but it looked like a cigarette. It was a kind of a metal little cigarette you could buy for like, 50-something bucks. Oh, 50 bucks? It was something like 50 bucks, I want to say. Um, I, don't, I don't remember, but a, a buddy of mine, they came out, and he's the kind of dude who, I don't know what he smokes now, but at the time, he was probably smoking two and a half packs a day. Um, he bought it, not necessarily to stop smoking, but more so to be able to smoke indoors. <laughs> yeah, to bridge the but, gap in between cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, it did, <laughs> it did actually, he was off of cigarettes for quite a while. Um, and that was the start. But so anyways, you know, trying to be a good friend and all, like I typically try and do for my friends, I figured the best way to support him was also to try it with him. Um, so for a day, him and I worked together, and for a day I also had one that I was smoking. And just one day is all it took, and I probably bought it around lunchtime. And by the end of that day, I went home, and like my lip, like it was like my upper lip swelled up like a balloon. Like, I literally, like, it looked like I had been stung by a bee or, like, punched in the mouth. Like you were kissing a pool drain? Yeah, I, I guess I've never heard that expression. <laughs> well, yeah, your lips got sucked in the pool drain. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's what it looked like. Um, and then it dawned on me, because I also used to love, I still do love uh, Fireball whiskey. Um, but uh, it also dawned on me that I would feel a little crummier every time I had Fireball whiskey over anything else. And there were also fairly, at least there was at the time, fairly high doses of propylene glycol in Fireball whiskey. So it dawned on me that I must have been allergic to it. So when I did vape, I would get the, uh, the stuff that just didn't, I, once again, I'm not, I do not know a ton about vaping, but I would try the stuff that did not have propylene glycol and never had an issue again. So I think it's very possible that people are just smoking away, like not having a clue how their body reacts to certain chemicals. And then everyone says, oh, it's the e-juice. Oh, vaping is killing our youth. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the article I read said that the individuals that had, you know, the lung, the lung issues that required hospitalization, they were able to put samples of propylene glycol on their skin at the same dilution. Yeah. And they had external reactions. Like you could see an allergic reaction on their skin from just exposure to the propylene glycol. Yeah. And propylene glycol is used in antifreeze for your car, but it's a different, like, it's totally yeah. different. My mom tried telling me. She found a long time ago I was drinking Fireball whiskey, 
Uh-oh. And she saw the bottle. She's like, do you know that has antifreeze in it, Manny? <laughs> I was like, um, I don't I'm think they'd be allowed to sell it. Like, wasn't up. that a thing with, like, the moonshine days? Like, guys, <laughs> like, there'd be a bad batch of liquor because some guy in the mountains put in some antifreeze and yeah. a bunch of locals <laughs> in Franklin County, Virginia died. Wait, that actually <laughs> happened? Yeah. They would, uh, back during Prohibition, they would put things, just like they're cutting drugs with fentanyl now. Yeah. To make you to make to make the drugs last long, like go longer for if you're selling it. So they'll yeah. put fentanyl and cocaine, like anything where it can be masked, ecstasy, Molly, heroin. This is definitely explicit now. Thanks. No, it's not. It's I'm, science. I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. Well, I'm bro, not ski. laughing. Anyway, <laughs> what was I even saying <laughs> about cutting moonshine and killing a bunch of people? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so because. There's no regulation of alcohol back during Prohibition. You get these crazy rednecks, and they'll, you know, let's say uh, yeah, we only got uh, 200 gallons this month, and we're not gonna. We want to make more money, so we're gonna just add some antifreeze, thinking that that'll mess people up, and they'll think it's stronger than it is. And then turns out people die, yeah. and that maybe that wasn't such a great idea. And yeah. so then that perpetuated the fear of alcohol during prohibition so it gave them fuel to say oh my gosh look at these horribly unsafe illegal moonshiners killing people with their alcohol and if it was just legal and regulated it wouldn't even been an issue yeah yeah um that is one thing that i can say when it comes to the the world of vaping is that i do not think that it is regulated enough Thanks for that, man. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it doesn't actually have to go through inspection by the FDA, correct? I don't think so. I don't know. So I think that that would probably be, I mean, not that I will be lobbying for it because I don't care about it. And I also don't lobby for things. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like that that would be a good angle to try and combat that would be, hey, what if we go through inspection? Yep. You know? Just, just a thought, just some, just some vape for thought, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. How's your cigar, by the way? Strong. Yeah. Not too strong, but it's stronger than I was than I thought it might be. Picked up a so little I'm bit about, on you. What's that? Picked up a little bit on you. It did. Um, it actually went out for a second, so I had to relight it when you were chatting a minute ago. Oh, but chatty I'm, Kathy, I am, huh? I think I've ashed. Once or so far, twice so far. So I've probably got eh, about an inch and a half to the sticker or to the band. Yeah, no, about the same actually. I must have been slowing my drags down to a uh, acceptable pace. Hmm. Mm-hmm. May I ask you a question? Actually, how is yours? You're a velvet rat. Oh, thank not, you. You're thank not you. smoking a ratzilla, which is what I'm smoking. Um, it's actually still very smooth. Very smooth. What would you smoke. compare it to? Like to another cigar? Yes, to another cigar. You idiot. <laughs> Definitely explicit now. <laughs> um. I honestly don't know. I don't know what I'd compare that to. I mean, it's a very smooth smoke. Um, it definitely has the same flavors as, you know, it's very similar to other Liga Privadas. Um, 
I would almost say it's like kind of bordering the lines of a, now this isn't going to come out right, but I was going to say like the Undercrown shade, but a little darker than that. Like it's a very, very smooth cigar. Considering when you take a look at it, it looks like, you know, it looks like it's going to be just as strong as any of the other Ligas. So yeah, and it's going very well with my now cold latte. <laughs> Uh, so I can't have the heater on in the barn while I'm trying to record because it's pretty loud. Mm. So I, I heat up the barn to like 70 degrees and then I turn everything off. But I had to open a window because <laughs> it's so smoky in here and I don't want the smoke alarm to go off. Because yeah. if it goes off in the barn, it'll also go off in the house and wake everybody up, <laughs> which I've had happen <laughs> when I don't open a window. <laughs> so it's pretty cold in here. Uh, I'm not in Virginia like you. I'm upstate New York and it's about... 30 degrees right now oh it's actually about the same thing here homie oh look at that i do have to say though my eddie bauer uh um storm down 800 jacket is doing the job uh, is that a sponsor um i do wish we have our were. first sponsor eddie bauer I you doing product placement <laughs> i feel like if they sponsored us it would save me some money yeah um well I actually have, do you mind if I just read one more uh, comment? Uh, I guess not. All right. Well, this, this is uh, in relationship to, I feel like why we originally started this podcast was to talk about the silly reviews that we read and the silly things that people taste that we don't taste in cigars. Um, so this is uh, after those horror stories that were shared. A couple people also shared things that they don't like about cigar shops. One being that someone walked into a cigar shop and mentioned that they were looking for um, oh, I'm not going to go back and look for it. They were looking for a specific cigar, though. And, oh, it was a Hemingway. Um, and the employer responded with, nah, man, Hemingways are garbage, but check these out. <laughs> these are the new Gurks. He said, he said, thank you, and he walked out. But one of the comments later on was, uh, and I'm going to clean it up for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, thank you. But he said, my problem is that I smoke cigars that I like and have no stinking clue about flavors. I just like it or I don't. Then I go into cigar, the cigar store and they start telling me some poop about I can't even taste. I think it annoys them slightly, like I'm not listening. No, I'm listening, but I just can't taste all that crap. <laughs> oh, I have some good examples of weird things that people tasted in a Ratzilla. Yeah? Let me pull up my reviews. Okay, here are some. <clears throat> Cinnamon, cream, sweetness. Fruit, strong cedar, baked apples. Hmm. Baked Spicy apples. apples. <laughs> my mother's special occasion baked apples. Is, wait, is this all from the same person? Yep, all in the same paragraph. <laughs> you think his cigar tastes like apples? I don't. <laughs> Do you think his might, though? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's tasting. And it sounds like he's really pushing the apple agenda. <laughs> but in the very next paragraph, he says, red pepper, cinnamon, chocolate, cedar, baked apples with heavy cream on them. <laughs> Is that like an apple gumbo, apple salad? Why would you... Apples with heavy cream on them. It's <laughs> the way to do it, man. Here's some more. Uh, 
spices, sweet leather, cedar, and coffee. Um, Let me guess, apple. <laughs> let's see what else he says. Bitter espresso and earth. Sweet floral note. Hmm. I don't know about all those. I don't taste apples. I don't know where you would get apples from or yeah. baked apples. And what? When was the last time you baked apples? Where you have that as a reference? Uh, I guess like an apple pie. This one does not apple taste turnover. <laughs> this one doesn't taste as much like coffee as the Liga L Nine. Yeah. Um. I don't get baked apples. I, I don't know what they're talking about, apples. Yeah. But it does have a really dark, not sweet flavor. This is not a sweet cigar. No. Um, it's definitely not too strong. This is probably a medium full to full body cigar, but it's not too big. Like I said, ton of smoke. Uh, this has been sitting in my humidor really only for like a month since you gave it to me on the hunting trip. Yeah. And how long did you have this before then? Oh, I probably had that in my humidor for eight or nine months. So, yeah, this has had a lot of time to settle out. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some of that kind of... I'm not near the end, but that spice is building up a little bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm actually getting a little spice in this cigar as I'm nearing toward the last inch before the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's getting a little spicier, a little stronger in this one. Um, and I, you didn't ask me what I paired it with, um, but since I'm asking hey, myself, I'll answer what that question. What did you pair it with? Oh, yeah. well, you know, considering I've consumed a fair amount of alcohol, um, I decided to take it easy with some Jameson whiskey. Ooh. So I just had a little cup of Jameson whiskey, and now I'm out of it. You should Let's drive on down. Out. I'll give you some of that proper 12. Ah, the McGregor. The McGregor clan. Well, I have a little bit of Jim Beam left. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't have the review in front of me, but I was reading a couple reviews of the cigar. And there was a gentleman who uh, was, and I use that term very loosely based on his review. Um, but uh, he mentioned quite a bit of spice. Cinnamon was one of the spices that he had tasted. Um, in the same sentence, he mentioned cumin. Um, I think he also mentioned coriander. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Um, hmm. And then he went on later on to say in the second third, it was Asian spices. That's racist, dude. Well, also, I'm like, I feel like you need to specify if you're just going to say Asian spices. What does that mean? <laughs> That's why it's racist. Like, what spices are specifically Asian? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, curry? Rice? Like, Thai curry? I... <laughs> Wait, did you say rice is a spice? I don't know what he means. Yeah, well... I don't know either, especially since I don't taste any of that. <laughs> um, I would like to know if you have any good reasons why, you know, so consider how many listeners we have. Yeah. And how many people we're reaching. Yes. And spreading the good word of smoking. <laughs> what are some good reasons that people should pick up smoking? Ooh, I like this. Specifically cigars. We'll oh, go oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of good reasons to smoke a cigar. 
one and it, right it, can you can you name one well <laughs> let, let, let me get there okay i'm just i'm just first of all i want to start off by saying there's lots of them all right I'm <laughs> go, i'll give you three of my own good reasons to smoke a cigar okay. for me personally is it's a very relaxing experience to just sit and enjoy a cigar um part of that is just being able to try, try different flavor profiles try different types of cigars um to me i kind of view it as like a little bit of an art I mean, when you look at a cigar, I, I mean, I just think they're sexy looking, you know, they're just, I don't know, I just like the look of a cigar. I like, you know, as I've mentioned, um, getting opportunity to go to Greycliff and just see people rolling cigars. We used to also go to a little spot that uh, they have in New York City and Little Italy in the Bronx um, called Casa, La Casa Grande. And oh. just seeing people roll cigars, considering I've attempted it and failed miserably in my mind. Um, I think it's definitely an art. So, yeah. So I just, you, I mean. I'll echo that you did fail miserably. In the actual rolling or just the taste? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what makes it gross. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think that I'll have to wait a couple years to put that into production because of burn issues. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so one of them is just that. For me, it's relaxing. To me, the just end the day with a cigar. It's just a nice, relaxing experience. Um, secondly, for me, uh, I just feel like it's a great way to just kind of connect socially. Uh, like, I just know people that I hang out with and spend time with that I probably would have never have even met them if it, was, if it wasn't for, like, getting together with some guys and having a cigar. So I think it's, like, a really good way. We're kind of new to the D.C. area. Well, I mean, we've been here for a few years, but uh, it's been a really good way for me to just get to know new people because it does give you an opportunity to just sit with someone that you might not know for, like, an hour and a half, and, you know, you just talk. You share, you know, kind of share who you are, get to know people. Yeah, from different walks of life, you know? Yeah, or, I mean, either way, same walk of life, different walks of life. (laughs) Whatever. Same shoes. <laughs> Look, don't get, don't get too deep, okay? Um, and the other reason, the other of one of the many reasons that I would give, um, actually, that, that's, that's about it. Oh, man, I got so many. Do you? First of all, nicotine feels good. Mm. <laughs> uh, cigars taste good to me. Not to everybody. Yeah. Uh, those are two good reasons right there. Also, I think you should start smoking cigars if you don't already because it makes you sit down and appreciate your cigar. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I thought it would be fun to do this podcast is not only to become world famous, but also <laughs> to be forced to sit down and just talk about the cigar that you're smoking. It's yeah. kind of fun. Um, there's so much going on in life, and when you smoke a cigar, for me at least, especially one like this, I'm not going to be running around doing stuff. I can't be doing all kinds of work with like a $15 beautiful cigar hanging out of my mouth. I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so that's a good reason. It makes you relax, settle down, contemplate things. You know, someone I know had really had a really good thing to say once, and that was regarding pipe smoking. A good pipe guides the restless mind. Mm. You know? Was it J.R. Tolkien? Close. Uh, yeah. I think that was me. Oh. But let me... Um, is that Let me one ask of you your a question, own, and, and, that, and wait, this that's is relevant actually a to Manny my quote. That's on, that's on my business cards for the for pipe maker. <laughs> and you made that up? Yeah, I made that wow, up. I'm super proud of you. A good pipe guides the restless mind. It says that on the back of my business cards. <laughs> wait, um, does that mean that M. Rivera Pipes is a uh, official sponsor? 
I would say yes. M. Mm. Rivera Pipes is an official sponsor of this podcast. I like that. I like that. I just talked to him. He said, we're good to go. He bought this mic. Wow. That I'm using right now. Uh, wait, hold on. So I have a question yes. that will lead back to another good reason why you should smoke cigars. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Now, this comes from a mental health training that we do, <laughs> and there's a right or wrong answer. Is self-harm, like cutting yourself, a good or a bad thing? I would say it's a bad thing. Can it be a good thing? Cutting yourself? Self-harm? Yes. No. Yes. Wrong. The reason why we would say self-harm can be a good thing is because sometimes it alleviates the need to complete suicidal acts or curb suicidal thoughts. In other words, perhaps really harming one part of the body. <laughs> Hold on. I got a point. Just don't make me lose it because <laughs> this is really far out there. Yep. Um, sometimes for someone who might cut themselves out of psychological distress... Um, their logic might be, it is a release, and therefore I don't have to follow through with suicidal intentions. Also, it can be... <laughs> this is really morbid. Not sure why it you're can... giggling about this. <laughs> so, also, it can act as a uh, sacrificial part of the body, which means uh, you don't have to then sacrifice your whole life for someone who might be suicidal. So in cases where someone might be contemplating suicide... Um, self-harm can be an okay way to get by and survive for now. Um, what, what that brings me back to is if you're feeling like you want to end your life, take up cigar smoking. It's a great way to slowly kill yourself if you smoke enough of them and still get to get some enjoyment out of life until then. Oh, what do you think? So wait, what was the question for me in there? My, my question to you was, can self-harm be a good thing? Oh. So if you're smoking enough that it's harmful to your body, maybe that's a good thing for you. Yeah, or you could also just smoke to the point that it's not harmful to your body. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, instead of blowing you know your head you know, off... Manny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you because I did have my moment last episode of the dairy-free question, and I feel like that this is a lot more intelligent, <laughs> but just know. as far out. <laughs> Well, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm yeah. going to stick to it. If yeah. you're suicidal, start smoking, and that those feelings will go away, I guarantee yeah. it. So what you're saying is New York State is trying to promote suicide. I think that's <laughs> what they're doing by raising their age to 21. Wow. If kids could only get their hands on cigars, they'd feel better. They wouldn't go after this dangerous e-juice. Oh, um, yeah, anyway, I think I, know it's a I think I read, was it, I, I was reading this article to you, but I think it said there's 16 states now that have switched over to age 21. Yep. Like how I'm trying to segue us out of there. Yeah, it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's appropriate to segue us out or to change the, the age to 21? <laughs> to segue us oh, out. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I mean, we've had this conversation, but I just think it's silly that someone can either be drafted or sign up to give their lives to this country at the age of 18, but yet they can't go and buy themselves a pack of smokes or a celebratory cigar. It's pretty dumb. And I think in comparison to previous generations, kids nowadays are pretty damn smart. Yeah. But overall, I mean, the knowledge available, 
about the risk of things and internet and I mean health class has really come a long way um, I don't think that raising the age to 21 to buy tobacco is going to greatly change the tobacco use rates of any of the kids in high school yeah. um, think of how many kids when the tobacco age was 18 even in middle school <laughs> that were like just ripping cigarettes yeah I don't think it'll change much. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's stupid. I think it's racist. I think it's misogynist. <laughs> and I think it's transphobic, too. And transphobic, right. Um, yeah. I mean, it is funny when you do think about the fact that when we were 13 and 12, we were buying cigars. So it had nothing to do with what the legal age was. <laughs> yeah, and we still just bought them through a store. Yeah, like we walked up to a counter and bought them. <laughs> so I don't think that the issue is you have to change the legal age. I mean, if you want to crack down on people selling to people who are underage, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with enforcing the laws that are currently in place. But to just, yeah, it, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Yep. But hey, I mean, more tobacco for me. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> more smoking for me. That's correct. Yes, sir. Oh, my. Well, Manny, do you have, I feel like there was something else we were going to talk about. Um, was it poop or pee? <laughs> I don't think it was either of those, but I think somehow... Oh. We probably got both of those covered in some way, shape, or form. I did. Last time, the reason I didn't hear the story you told was because I stepped out while you were talking so mm. I could pee and grab a beer outside. It's good to know that you're fully committed to this. <laughs> you know? I'm a good listener. It's what I do. Yeah. Yes. What's that? I'm a good listener. Oh, I get it. Oh. That's very gotcha. funny. Gotcha. Oh, well, this cigar is delicious. Um, I'm very happy with it. I would, not that I'm going to, my wife, if you're listening, buy a box right now. <laughs> I hope your wife isn't listening. I, I hope so, too. I think she's got a lot, a lot more important things to do than listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would hope that most people would. <laughs> well, it's good to know that you have such faith in the few that do listen. Well, I tried, I, I've tried listening to cigar-specific podcasts. I found dog watch cigar yeah fairly entertaining for a little bit yeah um but a lot of their conversation is they're they're doing a conversation the way we do so they're in two different locations one of the guys is in dominican republic and the other one's in the u.s somewhere and they have some online you know ability to record their conversation yeah and most of their conversation is like hey how are the kids oh What'd you do today? Oh, I went to work and oh, now I'm just relaxing. I had some water earlier. And so it just got pretty boring. I have yet to find a cigar related podcast that's interesting enough to stay tuned into. Yeah, I feel kind of the same way. I haven't, I honestly haven't looked for a ton, but the few that I have listened to, I've been like, nope, nope, nope. I think my favorite name of a cigar podcast is The Ash Holes. Yeah, I agree. That, is, <laughs> that was pretty witty. That is pretty I did witty. listen to them. They're not bad. It was just uh, hard because there were so many people chiming in about a cigar. I do think it's important, though, that we did not find that prior to coming up with our name. That's true. Yes. 
What was the name that you shot down that I thought we should use? Uh, I think there are a couple of them. There's a cigar shop here called Nice Ash Cigars. Yeah, that was one of them. Taken. Taken. Gaped Ash nope, Cigar, I, don't. I think. <laughs> I don't think we should go down this road. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was a name you recommended. I don't think I recommended that. Open Stinky Ash. <laughs> my Ash is Stinky. I think that was one of them. I told Red you we'd eventually, ash. if we hadn't yet, we'd eventually cover... The topics of poop and pee, so don't worry. If that's also what you're looking for oh, in dude. a podcast, we've got it. Wait, wait, wait. What about ash to mouth? <laughs> ash to mouth podcast. I feel like that would bring a certain uh, fan base that we're not necessarily hoping to get listening to us. I don't know. I think Maybe one like, of us um, might be open. I think we'd get some kind of comment about how disappointed someone was <laughs> once they actually started listening to our podcast. Ash play. Yeah, see, I, I knew he didn't want to go down this road. <laughs> Ash crack. <laughs> All right, so any concluding thoughts, Manny? Nope. Besides the obvious like, ones you've just stated? I just like my own jokes. Yeah, well, at least someone does. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, concluding thoughts, no, I'm, I'm almost done with this. It's starting to get a little soft. I'm not to the band yet. I'm right before it, but it's starting to get soft on me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm about a half inch to the band. I think I'm, I think I'm done. Oh, you slowed down your uh, rate of smoking. We're about the same spot. You must have switched to 30-second puffs. I actually switched to 40 just to kind of even things out. I wanted to be a... Uh... Actually, I do have one more thought. Well, I mean, since, since, this, since this episode is already going to be well over an hour. And we're not interested in retaining listeners. No. So, um, but, uh, but we did have a brief conversation, and I wanted to kind of bring it, not in the podcast, but outside of the podcast, in one of the very few times that we talked to each other throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the topic of the label, and I think that you kind of made fun of me because I, it, it's a little weird thing for me. But it bothers me when I see someone take off the label of their cigar prior to even lighting it. Oh, yeah. That makes no sense. Why do you get all pissed off? I, I don't know. I feel like it's part of the beauty of the cigar is having the label there. I feel like if you're not paying attention, it gives you like a natural, like, oh, here's where my lips shouldn't go beyond this. Like, it also, depending on how it's clipped, can help keep the uh, wrapper together. Um, I just feel like taking it off prior to even clipping it is just... Like, it's just a gamble I'm not willing to take, you know? You know what I like having have happen is when I take off the band, maybe at a wedding or a party, and you smoke a cigar. What I want to happen is for someone to notice how good that smells mm. and try and get a glimpse at the band. Like, oh, sh- he doesn't have a band on his cigar. And then they'll <laughs> ask me. They'll say, what, cigar what is smoking? that you're smoking? It smells so good. Yeah. I'll say, <laughs> Garcia Vega. <laughs> White owl. <laughs> then that gives me an opportunity to be like, <laughs> actually, I took the band off. I was trying to be subtle, but since you notice, and then I point out what I'm smoking. Oh, my wife and I were just at a wedding recently. I mean, recently, I guess it was a little over a month ago. But uh, it was kind of in between several nights that I had gone out and had a cigar. I think one night was with my neighbors. The next night was a couple buddies at my spot, Trio Grill. 
And then I think I had had one over the phone with you. This is all like, like consecutive nights. So I kind of told my wife, like, hey, we're going to go to this wedding. My rule is always, um, I would always bring a cigar to a wedding and smoke it, whether or not people were smoking cigars. And then at one point, my wife said, hey, you know what? You might want to think about, like, maybe just not going off on your own and smoking a cigar. So I took that as that I should always bring cigars to a wedding. <laughs> right, so you're not alone. Oh, yeah, you can always find at least one person. And I'm not judging these people, by the way, uh, but at, at least one person that if you say, hey... I've got cigars. At least one person's going to be like, yeah, let's go smoke them. So, uh, so I typically bring at least five cigars to any wedding I go to. But I did say to my wife, I was like, hey, you know, I'm just, I, I don't have to smoke a cigar tonight. I didn't really know a ton of people that were going to be at the wedding. So I didn't even know if I'd have that opportunity to sucker people into smoking a cigar with me. Um, so we're, we're, you know, it was mostly outdoor wedding. And as the reception was happening, mind you, I did not bring any cigars but there are probably like 10 dudes who lit up cigars and it just smelled so good. <laughs> so my wife at one point finally turned to me. She was like, hey, we can leave if this is getting too hard for you. <laughs> That's hilarious. And we did. And I think I, I just found out today there's a guy I work with. And he's a really cool dude. He does homeless outreach for yeah. what we call our red team, which is for uh, those suffering from mental illness that are homeless. This dude goes out and finds people like under bridges. He goes to the camps and he has all these folks he's supposed to find and follow up with. He's a pretty interesting guy. I get along with him really well. I've run into him at a few concerts. We always end up talking fishing and concerts. I've known him for about three, four years. And I just found out today... He's a big cigar fan, and I had Ooh. no idea. And I don't understand how this didn't come up, yeah. but I learned today because I was contemplating buying someone a cigar um, as they're leaving their current position, and I was like, ah, I'm, the, I'm like the only one here who likes cigars at the office. I'm like, oh, James loves cigars. I was like, what? So now I gotta I gotta find this James character and bring him a cigar and get him to smoke with me, or get nice. some homeless dudes to light up with us. Nice. That'd be a great engagement tool. Yeah, just carry around a bunch of factory smokes. Yeah, they don't, they don't know. <laughs> Not what I meant, Manny. <laughs> They'd probably cut it open and empty it out and fill it with something else. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're making judgments. What? That are unmerited. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really all I have, Chase. So that's your no concluding need to drag thought: is to trick homeless longer. people into smoking a. Less uh, <laughs> quality cigar. <laughs> well, I I feel bad for whoever's still listening. Yeah, but I apologize once again. I don't have much more to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about? Yeah, what? what? I was thinking about dairy-free cheese. <laughs> Why are you thinking about dairy-free cheese? I just figured I might as well end it on a stupid note again. All right, well, I was thinking the same thing. Thank you, Ray Charles. <laughs> Good night to anyone who's still listening. Peace! <laughs> and stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, we're, we're probably going to smoke probably another Drew Estate cigar. Most likely. Although, yeah, we, we might have a couple, we might have a surprise in the mix.
All right. Good night. Okay, bye.